Ladies and gentlemen, gather around for it's time for Talkin' Talkies. Yes, Billy Robinson's back this week. Where they talk talkies, and here are your hosts, Dan and Chris. Ah, thank you, Billy Robinson. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Talkin' Talkies, the ultimate movie podcast. It's an audio podcast about motion pictures. It'll never work. No, not at all. Uh, My name is Chris. That is Dan. Yep. And uh, this is Talkin' Talkies, the ultimate talking of the talkies. Yes. And this week's talkie was submitted to us by Sean from the Canon Canon podcast, which is a sister podcast on the Giant Media Ball. Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media. Without the fleas. No fleas. Guaranteed. This week's movie is called In Bruges, and it takes place in Bruges. Oh, really? It, it, it does. It's a fucking fairy tale place. It's a fucking fairy tale. God. Um, this was my first time watching this movie. I actually had a DVD copy of it loaned to me by a friend, and I want to say 2011, I think, is when he loaned this to me. And I never got around to watching it. I returned all his DVDs to him because we were moving and just never, ever got around to actually sitting down and watching it. So thank you very much, Sean, for your recommendation. I finally have seen In Bruges. And this movie is about Hitmen. Yes, it begins with they've done the job. And he says, like, uh, I killed the guy. I put the drop the gun in the Tams, cleaned up in a Burger King bathroom, wake up the next morning and I'm told to get the fuck out of town. Pretty much, yeah. Um, The whole idea is that these two hitmen are sent to Bruges, which is in Belgium, and of course they are, well, they're Irish, but they're hitmen in London, and they are sent to Bruges to lay low because of a job that went wrong. Uh, the, The job that went wrong involves the rookie hitman, whose name is Ray, played by Colin Farrell. He was supposed to execute a priest. Now, why? We are never really told, except in deleted scenes and extensions on the script, but apparently pedophilia was one of the possible points, and the other point was that he might have owned land competing with their boss, Harry. So, involving the priest and everything, Ray does successfully kill him, while confessing that he murdered somebody, which I thought was great. And he's like, I murdered someone. Well, who'd you murder, Ray? You. Did it come again? That's you fucking deaf. But when he kills the priest, he accidentally kills a little boy that was there for prayer. This kid was probably like five years old. Guess he shot had a, a three-piece checklist of things to ask for, ask for forgiveness for in one of them. One of them was being bad at maths. Yes, of course. So, uh, <clears throat> obviously, this plan did not go according to plan. So now you got to get out and go hide out in Bruges. and For up that's to two pr- weeks. Yep. Until their employer calls them. Um, so Ray's there with his partner, the more experienced hit man named Ken, played by Mad-Eye Moody. Yep. Brandon it's Mad-Eye Beeson. Moody and Bullseye are hanging around in Bruges. Pretty much, yeah. 
And their boss is Voldemort. Yep. And Fleur Delacour is in, in the movie. That guy's in charge of, uh, of MI6 now. Yep. And the priest is Aberforth Dumbledore. Yes. So there, there, there are four Harry Potter actors in this movie. And, of course, their boss, his name is Harry, which is awesome. And it's played by Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so they're in Bruges, this Belgian town. Um, Ken loves it. Yeah, he, just likes, is, he likes seeing the sights and the old churches and the waterways and stuff. He's having a good time. Yeah, and Ray pretty much just thinks it's hell. Fucking douche. And he has no interest in getting into it. And, you know, like Ken goes to see the sights. He goes to, to the top of the tower to see the town because it's all the rage and Ray just doesn't want to do it. So he's sitting out front and these... <laughs> These big, fat American tourists come up to him to try to ask him about it. He's like, you'll never make it up the stairs. <laughs> They're small and winding. I love it because the, towards the end of the movie, they're like, oh, an American had a heart attack up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole movie takes place like in two days, apparently. Yeah, pretty much. So it's all about, you know, the, they're hiding out in the hotel uh, it's owned by this pregnant lady who kind of takes a liking to them. They're going to be there for two weeks. They have to, they, they're not into the whole idea of sharing a room. It's, it's kind of like an odd couple story too. Yeah. So they're just wasting time in Bruges. Uh, and then they stumble upon a movie set. <laughs> Somebody's making a movie. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's a fucking midget on the set. <laughs> And this is when he runs into, uh, when Ray runs into, uh, what was her name in the movie? <coughs> Chloe. Chloe. And so now we get a romance in here. Yeah. Flor Delacour. But while they were out that night, the boss actually called. Yeah, and, uh. And leaves a message with, like, the word fuck in there, like, ten times. In, like, a three-sentence message. I love that message. It's so funny. <laughs> and at the bottom, the freaking lady wrote, wrote a note. It's like, hey, I'm not just a receptionist. I'm a co-owner with my husband. Yeah. Um... So Ray, Ray's kind of striking up a romance. He takes it, Chloe to a fancy restaurant, and sh- she's blowing smoke in the face of this American guy. Who we later find out is actually Canadian. He's actually a Canadian guy, and he's calling him disrespectful and other stuff. So, of course, he does the only logical thing, gets into a fist fight with him, and also knocks out the woman. Because the swung at him with a bottle, yeah, which they just with a talked about earlier that day. <laughs> But yeah, while he's out on his date, the other guy's getting the phone call. Yeah, but also like her ex-boyfriend shows up (laughs) and tries to rob him with a handgun. He finds out it's loaded with blanks, so he takes the handgun from him, tries to fire at him back. He goes, no, there's blanks in the gun. Okay, so he disarms the guy and then shoots the blank into his eye. He's like, I can't fucking see. Well, yeah, you can't fucking see. I just shot a blank into your eye. So, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, Harry calls, and he wants him to kill Ray. Because he killed right, the kids. You can't, can't do that, man. Yeah, you can't, you can't live with this. You know, you gotta, there's got to be a consequence. So he wants Ken to do it. 
So he wants him to go and meet with the Russian guy, get a gun, and kill him. Yuri. Yes, Yuri. Dude's name is Yuri. When I when I first saw the actor in the credits, I thought it was Mike Ermintrout for a second. I got excited. I'm like, oh, that's not Mike. It's just a guy that kind of looks like him in his IMDb picture. Oh, yeah. I would have made the movie so much better, though, if it was Mike. So now we finally have, like, our, our thing, right? Our little... Our yeah, we're, we're kind of yeah. The plot thickens, and the whole the whole idea that's going on is like symbolism between heaven and hell. How this is Ken's heaven, but this is kind of Ray's hell, and you know Ray is also uh, Ray's doing drugs with the midget actor, who's I'm a dwarf, not a midget. Oh God, that party scene. Hookers. Yeah, it's hookers, and that's when he gets like. He's so um, he's so nuts over killing this kid. You know, he's he's cracking down over it too because he's abusing himself. Yeah, because during the, the party is when we get the the scene where uh, he tells about how his wife died. Ah, uh, yes. Which we then uh, apparently there was a cut scene that we both just watched like ten minutes yeah, ago. We had to watch the cut scene because uh, <laughs> apparently when Voldemort was younger, he was the doctor. Yeah, because Matt, Matt Smith, Smith plays like, young Harry. That just decapitates a police officer in the police station. Yeah, and he shows up, and this is when the, the, the wife was killed. And then uh, he finds out who did it, and so he finds out it's like one of the detectives the local police department. And he just swaggers in the police department and cuts the guy's head off. Because why not? Because <laughs> he only just mentions it. He's just like... Yeah, my wife, and she died, and then they're like, did you get revenge? And he's like, uh, kinda. <laughs> so, of course, um, now that Ken is tasked with killing Ray, he finds him in the park, and he's about to unload until he realizes Ray was about to kill himself, and he stops him. Because if you can change, then I can change. We all can change. Oh, wait, that's Rocky IV. Oh, yes, of course. So, uh, so basically what happens here is Ken puts Ray on a train and sends him out of the city. And he calls Harry to tell him exactly what he did. And he says, if you got a problem, I'll be waiting for you. And he, you, we finally see Harry in person on the phone, of course. It's Voldemort, because it's who else would it be? And he proceeds to just beat the fuck out of his phone. He just his destroys the phone. Over, it's, like, an, it's an inanimate object. You're a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> and then he's like, I have to leave, kids. And then he's like, I'm sorry for calling you an inanimate object. <laughs> oh, so, so Ray's on his way out of the city. And everything's okay until the police identify him because the Canadian couple he assaulted in the restaurants on the train. So he has to go back to Bruges. But it's all right. Chloe bails him out of jail. And then they go out to the market to have a drink. Uh, meanwhile, Harry's gotten into town and he goes and sees Yuri and gets a gun and gets some dum-dums. Of course. Blow, blow your head off. <laughs> and he sees the guy with the with the blind eye, and he's all pissed at Ray about it. And he's like, no, it's your own fucking fault. I mean, I hate Ray, and I'm going to kill him today, but it isn't his fault that you're blind. <laughs> yeah, you try to rob a man with blanks, and you're pissed because he beat he bested you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so great. 
this movie is a it's a really dark comedy, but I loved it. I love the comedy in this movie. I laughed out loud a lot. Yeah, it was oh, it was screaming great. So uh, Harry just comes upon uh, what was Brendan Gleeson's guy again? Ken. Yeah, he comes upon him at, at like an outdoor pub. It's like he's just got his drink up in the air, like hey. <laughs> and so they just sit there and they drink and they talk. And like, oh, well, you know, they discuss what they're going to do and they talk about their past together. Some pretty cool stuff. And and uh, Harry says a line that really resonated with me and, and had me realize what the ending of the movie was going to be. Probably like, pretty much exactly. He said, if I ever kill the kid, even on accident, I'd put the bullet, I put the gun right in my mouth and pull the trigger. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> he called the finish. Which was funny. When you asked me if I realized that he called the finish, I didn't realize that's what you meant. I thought it was a different a different thing. But once he said that, I was like, oh, man, I, I kind of see where this is going to go, but I still love what happened. But, uh, I think I liked actual- it more that I, that I was like, I picked up on it. So I was cool. Yeah, so, uh, so they decide they're going to go into the tower and fight it out at the top although of the tower. Although it's, although it's closed because the American had a heart attack. Sorry, he just beats the shit out of the guy. <laughs> yes, he just makes his way up the stairs. And then you see the, the blind guy, Eric, is following. And that's when we see his ray, so he turns around and comes back. So they're up on top of the ray. Uh, no, not ray. Uh, but they're they're on top of the in the in the lookout area of the tower and they're talking and they're talking about how much they love each other and how much they owe each other and he's like well now yeah. i can't kill you so he shoots him in the gut anyway <laughs> yeah and he's helping him down the stairs and then that's when the blind guy shows up and says ray's over there bro yeah so he actually tries to kill him for real this time but that's when he gets that's when he gets shot and he's not coming back from that one he gets shot in the side of the neck that's a nasty one yeah and so, so Harry Her- starts running down the stairs. Ken goes back to the top. So he, he realizes the only way he's going to be able to, to save Ray is if he goes down to the top and jumps down. Which is gross. Yeah, it just collides on the ground. Everybody freaks out. And Ray gets up and runs and he's like, he's telling him while he's dying that Harry's here. He's take my gun. Where his gun's broken. Because he fell on it. And then here comes the chase scene. Jesus, I'm all through Bruges. Yeah. And then Harry go, or, uh, Ray goes back to his hotel, and Harry tracks him there, and we think he's going to kill the pregnant lady. But she stands her ground because it's her hotel. It's her hotel, damn it. Yeah, I'll throw you the fuck out. So he said, okay, well, at the count of three, I'm going to run out and jump out the window in, into the river. You run, you run around the building. Which direction? <laughs> you can see, you can see the canal from the door. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! You can see it as soon as you walk outside. Well, I ain't even been here before. <laughs> so he jumps. He happens. There happens to be a, a a gondola going by. So he lands in the gondola. And he's like, I'm too far away. I'm too far away. Too far away. Nope. Shot right through the through the gut. Nasty stuff. Uh, uh, so he gets off. 
starts walking, and they end up in the middle of the freaking movie shoot. <laughs> and the whole movie looks like the painting they were they were staring at earlier that he was like actually mesmerized by when they went to the art museum because it represented heaven and hell and then purgatory. So it was all symbolism here. It's all like the symbology going on there. And then and then the midget guy recognizes him and he starts to run to him and then Harry shoots him. And, and he and oh and he's dressed up as a little kid because right and he shoots the little boy and then he's like oh well and then he shoots he puts the gun in his mouth and shoots himself and it's like god damn and then we get the worst ending ever because we don't know if, if ray died or lived uh ray lived according to the actual script in deleted scenes of course there were quite a few deleted scenes in this movie that i think would have been very 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 Useful, kind of like Terminator Two, but I don't I don't know why that's that's the big thing it to might take have out hit these like a certain length that whoever's in charge hates or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was like it was you less can't than go two past hours. One fifty. So. If you go past one fifty, yeah. it's bullshit. Do not go past so the movie's one forty one hour forty seven minutes. Yes, there's you know whoever's producing or whoever's in charge of anything at any point. Somewhere in the hierarchy, you can just be like, "Nope, an hour and fifty minutes is too long." Yeah, I, I read that. I read that there was a deleted scene with young Harry that explained what happened, and then I saw that in the cast list, it was Matt Smith. I'm like, "All right, I kind of need to see this like now." See, so the movie ends with Ray talking about how he doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to die, and as he goes by, he sees Marie, the lady that runs the hotel, and he sees his girlfriend. And he sees the guy he blinded, and he's kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. Credits. Yeah. Don't want to die in Bruges. Oh, yes, not in fucking Bruges. And he's like, well, I guess I've already been to hell, because fucking Bruges. <laughs> um, this is a really good movie. I really, really like this movie. Yeah, I had a good time. It was fun. But time! So thanks, Sean. Yeah, thank you, Sean. It was um, it was exactly what it promised. It was a black comedy, so it was a it was a dramedy that involved crime. That's how it was described to me, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is really good." And I never understood the title, like in Bruges, until I realized that that's pretty much it's what Hell was. What it is. It's the, it, the the movie title is literally the movie. It's in Bruges. I wonder if like Bruges tourism skyrocketed after that. I don't know if Bruges is even a real yeah, town, dude. but I love when they talk about why why it's such a magical place because it's in Belgium. No one wants to go to Belgium because a bunch of people came here and saw that it was a nice fairy tale town. Then it would get ruined by too many people visiting. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's some uh, here are some facts about in Bruges. Little trivia here. Uh, first of all, the movie takes place around Christmas. So there are decorations in the streets throughout the movie, and the and then the last chase scene it starts snowing because you know it can't be a Christmas movie without snow. They should do a realistic Christmas movie where there's just no friggin' snow on Christmas Day, like the majority of the Christmases I've had, and that wasn't even when I lived in Florida either. That was New Jersey too. Nope, not where I was in New York most of my life. <laughs> well, yeah, you were in Syracuse or Rochester. Syracuse area. Yeah, so you're well known for getting a lot of snow. 
Most snow per year on average. Yeah. So uh in order in order to keep the um in order to keep the decorations up throughout the t- well, they were filming because they actually filmed in Bruges, and they f- had to do it towards the end of March. The town council actually sent out a letter to all the people and said, "Hey, we're filming a movie, and the Christmas decorations are staying up because of that." <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, Ray and Ken were both scheduled to be English, is written in the original script, but because Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleeson <laughs> played Gleason. them, yeah. they decided that they were going to be Irish instead because that's a little more suitable. You know what I want to know was like I don't know if what Ray finds actual voices. <laughs> um, we talked about the painting called "The Last Judgment" and the symbolism recurs throughout the movie. You know, from the the dwarf being the little boy to their own last judgment and their waiting period in Bruges was purgatory. So Ken would go to heaven. Ray was in hell. And they were kind of in limbo about that. Um, other than the flashback scene, Ray wears the same outfit the entire movie. <clears throat> uh, Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleason were both nominated for Golden Globes. Farrell actually did win the Golden Globe. Yeah, they got an uh, Oscar nomination for Best Original Screenplay. Yes, but they didn't win. Still cool to get nominated though. Yep. Um, the, when Ray is talking about the uh, dwarf who committed suicide for Time Bandits, he was thinking of David Rappaport. Oh, and here's your stat about the word fuck. 126 times in this 107-minute film, which is an average of 1.18 fucks per minute. Nice. <laughs> I have to imagine, like, you know, reading the... Reading the message aloud and actually having the words up on the screen probably both counted. <laughs> um, the uh, uncredited cameo of Carrion Hins, that's the actor who plays the priest, he um, shot his entire scene in only two hours. Which, in the grand scheme of things for film, is pretty good. Oh, I didn't have to do much. Yeah, it was it was a pretty easy scene, but sometimes that takes like a whole day to do. And two hours is pretty good. That means they pretty much were nailing it, and they were just you know getting tighter shots and everything. Uh, of course, we talked about the Harry Potter connection. We have um, Harry, played by Voldemort. Ken is played by Mad Eye Moody. Chloe's played by Fleur Delacour, and the priest is played by Aberforth Dumbledore. And, of course, for a little more extra Harry Potter trivia, in the story, Fleur Delacour actually marries Bill Weasley, who is played by Grandin Gleeson's son, Don Hall Gleeson, who's going to be in the new Star Wars movie. So, of course, little nerd trivia for you. And, of course, I have to mention that in the deleted scene with the Doctor, he refers to the detective as Detective Potter. It's Potter you want. Potter. So if you ever want to hear the doctor yelling about Potter, just watch the deleted scene from In Bruges. <laughs> um, we've already talked about how Jordan Prentice is not a midget. He is, in fact, a dwarf. Uh, the only other real interesting stuff here was they did a um, they did a deleted scene 
which talks about how they're uh, they're trying to guessing why they were why they were sent to kill that priest. Uh, one says pedophilia, the other one says the land buying deal. Those two explanations are actually the motives that are suggested for the archbishop's murder in Primal Fear, which came out in 1996. So it was a direct inspiration for the movie, so they threw in that little connection there. And as we said, not only do we find out in a deleted scene in the screenplay that Ray survives, but the murdered boy's name was Tobias. So if you ever wanted to know, the kid's name was Tobias. There you go. Um, when Ken gets the phone call from Harry, the opening scene from Orson Welles' Touch of Evil is playing on the TV. And that's one of the most famous scenes made with one continuous shot. From that point on, Ken's entire phone call with Harry is one continuous shot, an homage to Touch of Evil. And the last stat that I have here, Ken, despite being an incredibly well-known hitman and an expert in his profession, kills nobody on screen except for himself. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was in fucking in Bruges. Fucking Bruges. Fucking inanimate object. They're on an animate fucking object. Oh god, that was that that made me laugh so goddamn hard. And I have totally seen that seen before and I've heard that line I, I know I've seen it before in like something about Ray Fiennes that I just like I think it was like a Watch Mojo top 10 thing for him which obviously Voldemort was number one it was like his best roles and I'm pretty sure I remembered seeing something about in Bruges and that's probably where I saw it but I didn't really make that connection so when he said the line like it hit me and I'm like oh yeah that's a funny line I laughed hysterically Whenever I like get angry and like and mess with a, an intimate object, and someone says something like that, I'm like, "Do you want me to hit you up against the desk?" Yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't it better? I'm taking out my aggression on inanimate objects. Like if I get if I get like really out of control rage, I start hitting pillows because it makes sense that way. And <laughs> my wife will get mad. And she's like, "You really got to calm down." I'm like, "Well, I'm not hitting you, so." Like, I'm not that type of white trash asshole. Don't feel bad for the pillow. The pillow takes abuse every night. I sleep on it. With my fat ass. All right. So, um, we're we're doing a little swap to our schedule. Next week, we were going to watch Wet Hot American Summer. But they changed the date of the new Netflix series. I don't know when. It could have been, like, two months ago. Yeah, right. When I went to look today... It wasn't there anymore. It said, it "said watch the first episode July 31st. And I went, oh, they moved it two weeks. Yes, so we are, uh, we're, we're scheduling that for uh, two weeks from now. We'll do Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, next week, we are going to watch The Untouchables. That's right. We're going to join the task force set to uh, take down Al Capone. I am very much looking forward to this one. So uh, that was in Bruges. For Dan, I'm Chris. And this has been Talkin' Talkies. Say it, fellas.